more parties in LA. Imaginémonos cosas chingonas, carajo, imaginémonos, échele, o sea, ¿por qué? ¿Por qué no? O sea, es lo que... Chicharito is back in North America, not in Mexico though, just north of the border, he's in the MLS now, it's, it's finally official, it was made official today on Tuesday, January 21st, welcome to the FMF State of Mind Podcast, man, I'm your host Antonio, as always I got Ness with me. Ness, what do you think of this Cheech news? I think of this Cheech move as good for him. You can't really hate on it too much. He 10 years in Europe and he lasted as long as he honestly could. He competed at a high level. And I can't wait to honestly see him. I never go to see DC United games because DC United. But I'm actually very excited to go see him live because in all honesty, I think this will be the first time I actually ever see him live. You know, I've seen Real Madrid live, but I've never seen Chicharito live. So it'll be real. It'll How about real. you? How do you feel about it? Yeah, man. Same. I mean, basically the same sentiment that you said. I think we're all in the Liga MX community. You know, we're all about Liga MX over here. We don't we don't really uh, talk about MLS that much. That's not our lane. Gang, gang, our gang, gang, gang. But now uh, you're going to see us popping up in every stadium close by because I already got my tickets to see him on opening day against Houston at Houston. That's the Galaxy's first game of the season. So hey, I was ready, man. I was ready to buy those tickets. They were pretty You'll cheap, catch. too. Oh, okay, $10 and a free beer, I hear, and you'll see Antonio out there rocking short shorts <laughs> a Marcus Beasley long-sleeve USA jersey. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'll be, I'll be chilling with uh, co-owner James Harden right there. You know, he owns the Dynamo, so. Yo, for real, he does? He not owns, but like co-owns, or he like owns a stake in it. It's like, it's like how Jay-Z used to own the Nets. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know, like a 3% stake in the, inside the team and so, everything. I don't, I don't know if he's the majority, I don't think he's a majority owner or anything, but like he's, he's, a, he's a celebrity owner. Oh, no. He's like oh, he, no. he's like he's like Jordan walking in on the Charlotte Hornets uh like training camp good <laughs> jeans just walks in he's like I'll take all of y'all one on one right now you need me own, that, that's why the Hornets one percent of the company <laughs> you saw what happened to Kwame Brown that's why the Hornets can't do nothing his hands weren't big enough like Stephen A said his hands <laughs> just weren't big enough Jesus I don't know why the Lakers took him so high <laughs> damn he ended up playing on the Wizards too yeah. oh. Wow, life comes at you fast. Speaking of DC, <laughs> going back to Cheech, man, yeah, it's gonna be exciting, dude. Like, I, I, I honestly can't wait to see how this changes the league in terms of like revenue, sales, jersey sales. I mean, LA gonna be hype because this is the biggest yeah. signing since Beckham. No offense to yeah. Zlatan, honestly, it might be bigger than Beckham. Uh, it might be just just from out. the city that he's in, and yeah. It might be bigger than Cuatemo going to Chicago Fire, man. Honestly. It might be, yeah. And that was big, too. A lot of people don't remember that. No, they don't. But if they were in the Chicago land area, it's like having Cuatemo in North America. It felt weird because MLS is still a developmental league and kind of on the come up. But it was cool. And it was something growing up where I knew my uncles and we like a few of us would end up going every now and then to go see a Cuatemo game. And it's like, they don't even really even play in Chicago. I think they play in Bridgeport, Illinois, which is like, it's a suburb. But it's like still, Toyota Stadium there isn't too bad. And they would, you know, tailgate and everything, which is always a fun time. But it was pretty fun seeing Guatemala there when he had the opportunity. It's just shitty because 
you know at the at the back at you know the back of the head of you know all my family and everybody like they knew that he could have played somewhere else in europe if it wasn't for the devastating injury that he ended up having yeah exactly and something that has been kind of a trend i guess for mexican players in the past couple years not the past couple years it's kind of always been happening and you remember back in the late 90s that's where you know jorge campos played at the galaxy yeah somewhere else too didn't he play with the fire as well I think he might have played that? with fire. I don't know. I know. He I know another like, team. Yeah, exactly. It's like the New York Cosmos are big too for some players. So yeah, I, Matador like, Hernandez was yeah. in the Galaxy. Hermosillo, and then you know now you got Vela, Jonathan, Giovanni already came through there. Like it's 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 a, it's starting to become a big destination. And why wouldn't it be? I mean, all the Mexican yeah. population in the U.S. I mean, it's it's kind of a really good market to tap into, and I think that's what Chicha did. But you know, I mean, a lot of people can hate on the guy for uh you know because he's not too old he's only 31 a lot of people can hate on the guy saying that he chose the easy way out chose the money but how can you blame him i mean he's he's done i'm i to me personally i think he's done all he has been able to give over in europe in these 10 years you know he left to man U in 2010 so he's literally been 10 years over there in europe and i mean what more could you ask of the man he's done it all pretty much what do you think exactly i was i'm not gonna lie to you i was upset when i first heard the news and i was like man that's bullshit just because like chivas and all you know we're chivis right. and everything that's, that, that's but, understandable though but when i first heard it, i was like man this is bullshit come on like the, your boyhood club you're not gonna come back and everything like just just because mls is gonna give you a payday and i felt like you would still be able to go to bundesliga and still be able to light it up but at the end of the day i can't hate you know, when I, when I heard everybody else's opinion, it changed mine, and yeah. I am happy he's gonna finally be able to be in LA with uh, with his girlfriend. That's uh, with his wife or girlfriend. I did. I previously just got married, I think, over the summer. So right. congratulations to him with his wife and their their child as well. So that's that's it's it's great, and I can't hate on it. Get your money in MLS while you can. I know Galaxy are gonna recoup off his transfer just based off of the jersey sales alone. And he'll be the yeah. number one rated jersey selling in the U.S. no matter what. And that's just no fact. What. Yeah, so that's it'll a fact, be, man. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see him tear up these all defenses because the defenses in MLS are a joke. You talk to anybody that knows anything about MLS and they're just like, yeah, you know, the league's getting better and everything. I just wish our defense was better. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, when people when they're stating it, it's like... What is that really saying about the league? So, other than that, I can't wait to see his first hat trick. <clears throat> see him light it up on the scoreboard and fight Vela over the, you know, over the scoring leader and go over things like that. It's just funny now how in the MLS All Star game, if we go up against Liga MX again as they did previously yeah. past year, we might see a trio of uh, Carlos Vela, Chicharito, Hernandez. As well as uh, who else would they have on the wing? Who else? Oh, Alan Polito as well. Alan Polito, why not? Throw them all up there. Exactly. And then Jonathan Dos Santos in the midfield. Right. Yeah. He's going to have more Mexicans than the Liga Mexicans team. That's what you think about it. They got Celarayan Tamien from uh, Tigres. And then they think about it. Edson Flores just went to DC United. So that's honestly like that's six players right there that are probably going to be in the mls all-star game that's true it's going to be comprised of mexican former mexican internationals and former league mx players exactly into existence right now exactly and it's in florida's yes that just came over from morelia so it'll be interesting to really see and imagine all them people coached by matias almeida like (laughs) it'll it'll be what all of us ever wanted 
what are we watching now? You know what it's I mean? Not, it's not the national team. We, we deserve it. It's a national team that we want. <laughs> exactly. And there's, there, there's so many, like, you forget, there's so many former Liga Megas players in MLS, especially over this transfer window. Uh, just off the top of my head, I mean, Lucas Cavallini from Puebla. He's over in Vancouver now. Uh, Darwin Quintero, America Ooh, fans from him and Santos. He's at Houston. Uh, freaking shit. There's there's a there's a couple more. I mean, I know Gustavo Bo from Tijuana. He's in New England now. Oh yeah, true. I that, mean, true some that. of these some of these people are event- are just gonna get snubbed just because there's so many places. But like, they could all be part of that All Star team. So, hey, I thought when this was first announced, like I'm excited for that to see that All Star game. It's just like a, you know, what's it called? A glorified friendly. But you know, it's kind of fun to see everybody all together. Um, yeah, and I exactly. thought it was going to be a cakewalk for Liga Mekis, but hell, it might not be. They might lose. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, it, it, you might see like, oh, it's a friendly. But if you actually go to the game, man, like I remember I went to go see in Chicago a few years back, Real Madrid versus, uh, the, you know, as far as MLS United or <laughs> whatever they want to call MLS it. You know, MLS <laughs> MLS MC. M- Inter MLS MC United. <laughs> Because they don't know what to go by. Because they don't understand how uh, things work in other countries in different languages. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, was, I remember I was I was there and I was like, damn, that's really easy. Don's bald ass head on the sideline. I was like, damn, that's dope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I was like, damn, th- like those are players I usually watch on TV that I think only exist in this time frame and on TV and only in my head. But they're right. actually right there right now. Obviously, Ronaldo wasn't there, but you saw yeah. players like Ceballos who had just transferred over and other players like Carvajal and all like that and Tony Cruz live and Modric I mean you're just sitting there like holy shit these he's some pretty talented motherfuckers yeah that's a good point especially if you get to go to the game I mean that's like that's a dream come true basically you get to see everybody you know it's like the NBA all-star game we know it's not competitive it doesn't mean anything but it's just fun to see everybody out there yeah exactly and people going back and forth you know if anybody ever got to see kobe go up against lebron live and kind of right. going back and forth or kobe and jordan going back and forth through and trying to win you know that's that's one of the coolest parts it's actually the all-star weekend and some that on, on tv you know everybody's enjoying but yeah i mean i i personally thought that uh you know similar to what you said i thought chicharito could have you know salvaged maybe a few more years he definitely wasn't in the right situation at Sevilla. They weren't getting him any playing time or anything no, like he that. Had, you know, and he got traded to be in a better, you know, position than he originally was at at West Ham. So I was like, fuck, you know, you go into yes. this position to another position. You're just going to keep bouncing everywhere. You know why? Because the Mexicans garner attraction no matter where they go because of jersey sales, online social media following, oh, yes. as well as presence in, in, the, in the U.S. and Mexico. So it's it's one of the shitty things, but you know, as far as those, you know, you heard about those rumors on the Nike Talk forum about him just playing in blowout games in the Copa in uh, in Spain, and then them just selling a whole bunch of jerseys and making money off of it. Now, whether it's true, I don't know, but you know, that's one of the things that you do look at and you see, and you're like, well, if that's true, that's really shitty. Exactly, <clears throat> and I think he's he he could have salvaged a few more years in the right situation in a in a. A team that maybe wasn't competing for titles every year. Oh yeah! Um, Imagine if he was to go back to Bayer Leverkusen right now. Fucking light it up, man! Fucking twenty goals a year at least. Like, come on! All that setup that you would have, and all the young, bright players. Maybe some Europa League action. Yeah, exactly. I I think he still could, but and and I think he tried. Like you, you know, you got to understand. Like he, he's rejected coming to the MLS before. He's rejected coming to Chivas before. You know what I'm saying? 
he his his whole goal when he left to Europe was to stay in Europe for the longest possible time. So I I, I do think you know it's not like he just saw this MLS opportunity and immediately jumped at it. I'm sure he he talked about yeah, like, it. Re- sure relax, he, Giovanni dos Santos. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm sure he like looked for other opportunities if he could. And he weighed them and, you know, he decided this was the best time and this was the best opportunity for him at at this time. So, you know, you can't hate on him. And uh, he made sure to get the bag, too, because if y'all been following the negotiations, y'all know there was like some kind of whispers that the deal might fall through because the Galaxy were only offering him five mil a a year. And uh, they eventually upped it to seven mil a year and he'll be the highest paid player in the MLS. So... I mean, good on him. Good negotiations. As he, he should like, be. Yeah. If I'm coming, y'all better make me the best paid player for sure. Yeah, and it's it's one of those step down type of things where no matter what you want to look at it as, everybody's going to look at it as a step down from Europe. And you might say, okay, but at least as long as you're getting your money, nobody can really say shit. Exactly. It's crazy to think that, that the Galaxy would even offer that five mil in the first place. Like, you tell me Chicharro's going to come over here and be paid less than Michael Bradley? Yeah, honestly. Josie Altador. Josie Altador. about how much Josie Altador is making at Toronto not doing jack shit? He makes, yeah, I, I honestly Their last CCL appearance was against Chivas, bro. And Chivas wiped the floor with them with a team of half players that wouldn't be able to start at Veracruz. And yeah, Matias at, at that point, Chivas the was at the bottom of, of the Liga Mekis table. Exactly. Everybody, We're fighting off relegation. They're talking about relegation again. Of course. This and... Crazy. We're not. We didn't forget. All the American sports commentators, all the MLS experts, were like, "This is the best MLS team ever assembled." This Toronto FC team. You know, and you know what Chivas did? They, oh my God! And you know what Chivas did? They put two midfielders and Alan Cervantes, as well as, uh, as well as uh, Beltran, and they said, "Make sure these guys don't go anywhere. Keep them in your back pockets." So you know what they did? Back pockets. They were kept, and Chivas controlled the tempo of the game and were able to win. Same as they w- did when they beat Tigres that same year. Yeah, man, it, it's 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 crazy. It, it must be on a like contract that was like a couple years, like years, years. I'm talking about five years in the past, because there's no way this current Josie Aldor and Michael Bradley should be making that much money. But anyway, it's cool hey, that Chicha's not hey, the best player. We can't be talking about the Southampton legend right now, okay? Southampton, <laughs> Sunderland, right? Actually, not even Southampton. It was Sunderland. Oh God! I remember that non-rare FIFA, FIFA, uh, not that non-rare gold FIFA card in like FIFA <laughs> 18. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool that Chicha's gonna be the best-paid player. Um, how do you think his season's gonna go? You think he's gonna light it up at you know off the jump like Bella? I think, he's, I think he's gonna light it up. He's gonna be rocking some dumbass hairdo. And he's gonna be need to mad when he doesn't get called up to the Mexico uh, national team because MLS runs on a recurrent schedule and different than one Liga MX and the rest of the world follow, as far as especially with FIFA dates and how they intersect yes. with games and all. So it'll be interesting to see how all that kind of pans over. With Carlos Vela, we don't have to worry about that. With Chicharito, it's like, well, fuck, you know, they're they're gonna be playing or they're gonna be deep in the playoffs and then they're gonna have a friendly. But Mexico friendlies are starting to mean more where they'll have the, you know, the Nations League and, you know, the actual points now. So we'll see how that goes when that comes around. But he's retiring, man. That's how you got to see it as he came through and he got the bag. You know, you have other players that you take a look at in Europe that made the move early, like Jonathan Dos Santos or Giovanni Dos Santos that, you know, they went from 
being associated with Barcelona and having all that success and wanting to be in those main positions and they weren't able to and they they had a rough time adjusting to teams like Tottenham you know racing club as well as Vida Dial where they they were the main people there and even then they they'd much rather have been they kind of gave up they didn't want they much rather be you know the big fish in the big pond than small fish in the big pond <coughs> So, you know, at the end of the day, they said, okay, we're going to give it up. And, and if I had a dollar for every single time I saw Giovanni Los Santos in a fucking Denny's commercial, I'd be a fucking rich man. <laughs> but when he went to the uh, to L.A. in the U.S., it was nothing but a press tour. And it was honestly a joke. And he just went over there and partied with his brother all the time. And even then, Jonathan was able to secure a spot in the starting team and was able to perform well. And was still is young enough to still be getting called up by O Tree and that's what you want to see on a player that comes over early and just doesn't give up and kind of sells out as Gio did which he's with America now and I think he played well he was man of the match if I'm mistaken by Liga BBVA on in, on Instagram I think last week for the previous game they just played and beat Tigres in 1-0 but you know you want to see his career get back on track too but he's not going to be getting called up by Mexico anytime soon no not at all he's, he's already spent what I think of at least two years not getting called up but so the ship has sailed on geo but do, do you see chicharro go, getting called up uh you know for any of the friendlies in 2020 or or anything i see like him that? i see him getting called up for a couple friendlies just for thought that i keep him in the mix but he's eventually going to slowly get phased out because you know right now we'll see players like Macias get called there for the nation's league and before you know it in a year or two you'll see chicharro getting called up for the nation's league and it'll kind of switch roles right yeah no i agree with you i think it's kind of it's definitely going to start to, to slow down his call-ups. And um, um, obviously, you know, if he ends up killing it in MLS, which I don't I don't expect him to have a Vela year, like Vela had this past year with the MLS, where he was just godly among, you know, in, in every MLS pitch he stepped on. But that, that's just because Vela plays a different role. He's, a, he's more of a winger. He's more technically gifted than Chicharito. So I don't exactly expect him to take on the league like that. But I do expect him to be one of the top scorers, if not the top scorer in the league. You know, for sure, he's he's one of the most clinical strikers that North America has produced in the past ten years. So I do expect him to do that. But yeah, as far as national team goes, I think it's going to start to slow down. Um, what I do think is interesting, though, you know how much uh, Mexico fans love to hype up their young prospects for the future national oh, team. Oh yeah, um, it's pretty interesting that you know he's going to be playing alongside uh, Efrain Alvarez. In LA Galaxy and Efrain Alvarez at his young Holy age. Holy shit, I forgot about that. At his young age, young, at 17, 17 uh, at you know, at 17 years old, he's gonna be getting to learn from the from his country's all-time top scorer, which I mean not many prospects get. What could be better than that? Hopefully that, that you know, hopefully Chicha is a good influence on him. That's, that's a good point. He's gonna have him out here looking fat and some Calvin Klein boxers and some crazy ass red hot Cheeto hair <laughs> <laughs> jokes aside though that's uh that, that's actually pretty cool that's you might not even get an experience ever like that ever you have players which you know as a metaphor in the NFL you had an example you had Aaron Rodgers sitting behind Brett Favre for a year and I right. think that helped this game immensely, and not a lot of players get that opportunity. So it'll be fun to see Efren, especially moving in the future, moving forward, and see if him and Chicharito kind of have a kind of develop a bond and they can teach each other new things. So uh, that's actually very exciting and a thing that I actually overlooked up until you just brought it up. Yeah, I haven't seen many people mentioning it, but yeah, Efren Alvarez is there. 
Um, he gets pretty regular first team minutes with the Galaxy, even at his young age. So, you know, it, it would it wouldn't be a surprise to see them link up for a couple of games during the season. Um, as as we know, Alvarez plays mostly out, out wide. He's not really a striker. He's mostly out wide, mostly uh, behind striker almost. So, you know, we could see him partner up up there. So that'll be interesting. Now that Chicharro is gone, you kind of have to bring up this dialogue. The Mexicans in Europe are deteriorating, man. There's nine left. Last of uh, a dying breed. And the one that was supposed to be number 10 just got called for doping. So we'll see if those true. allegations Victor's are true. Gone. With the sample B. We'll hear back in a probably about five years, and we can move along. <laughs> Once it gets back from the rowboat in Cuba, we'll hear it. <laughs> oh god, no, it's it's a it's been a mess, and they need to fix that shit immediately and come to a resolution because it sucks having one of the most brightest players in the in the league go without a team currently. Yeah, for sure, it's 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 a weird existence to be in because he's not he's technically under Pachuca's contract now since Chivas released him, but he's obviously not going to be playing until that whole thing gets settled. So I mean, we'll see what happens. Go listen to our our last episode right before this if you haven't heard all that news. We talked all about it, but it, it's, it's it's yeah, like Ness said, he was going to be the next person you know to step up to Europe, and now those numbers are deteriorating. Like I said, nine left. And when we talk about Mexicans who are in Europe who are in a comfortable position, that's even that number goes down even more. I mean, obviously Raúl Jiménez is killing it. Just became uh, the you know Wolverhampton's top scorer in the Premier League in history, which surprised me. That's I didn't crazy. know Wolves was that trash. Me neither. Me, Wolves fans. Yeah, but like, I, I didn't know y'all didn't have history like that. What kind of Troy Deeney standards we setting for ourselves over here? I know. I was like, twenty three goals. That's all it takes. Well, no, when I first heard it, I was just like, you mean like the only Mexican to play for Wolves that as a mass that? Like, has right. there been another Mexican that played for Wolverhampton? But apparently it's for the whole team. So. It's for the whole team, yeah. Premier League, <laughs> yeah, you know, in the, in the top flight, you know, at least. So I guess they haven't been that many. I, I don't know much about Wolves, you know what I'm saying? Forgive me, but, uh, you know, I thought that was surprising. <laughs> it's a good surprise, though. Raul's got that title. Yeah, exactly. But I swear to God, in championship, there's probably another record set right now. <laughs> but yeah, other than 60 him, goes somewhere else. Other than him, let's see. We got we got Hector Herrera doing doing pretty well at Atletico. He's starting more and more, which you love to see. Uh, Andres Guardado at Real Betis. You know, even at his old age, he's he's still banging the man. He's still giving assists. Yeah, he's playing with Linus. That's for we, sure. We got Guido Rodriguez also at Real Betis. Do we claim him? <laughs> Man, tell him to switch over to Mexican nationality. We need a CDM anyway. Make that midfield. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't. He he's already been he's already played for Argentina, hasn't he? He might have, or it might be like Julio Fuch, which is like he can be Mexican, maybe. Because I think Julio Fuch has his uh, Mexican. Uh, what he is should. it? He should. He should get it. This he has, year, a, he has his Mexican can- a captaincy. No, he has a Mexican. Uh, what is it called? A citizenship. And it's always been like a rumor. People talked about it and they've asked him, like, would you ever play for the Mexico national team to Julio Furch? You remember that one year to half a year spell? We were like, who the fuck's going to play striker for Mexico? Like, it's 22 World Cup. You know, like it was yeah. like that half a year where we had no forwards or no up and coming forwards until yeah, Macias. Before Macias came, came out, before, you know, when yeah, was Jimenez was back at Benfica, I remember that. And then they were talking, you know, we were playing Pisado as a number nine. Like, <laughs> fuck, that wasn't working out. And then, yeah, we were basically, everybody was talking about that. And Julio first is like, yo, I'm open to the idea if you guys want to do it. I know naturalization, like, 
as far as the way they do it, it's like a certain process for them to play under FIFA guidelines, but it was something that he was willing to undergo and all. So that's something I always wanted to see. That'd be pretty cool, man. Having, you know, <laughs> have an Argentinian uh, forward play for Mexico in the national team. That wasn't uh, a good one. That, 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 would, that, that would be cool. I mean, it could still happen. We'll see. Yeah. It, we're not as net. Good. We're not as as needy as as we were we're not as desperate put it that way it's a better synonym (laughs) not as desperate not as desperate yeah but but uh you know it could still happen Furch is a good player you know the the way he holds the ball up and he plays and makes everybody else better around him and like plays in pass oh my god it's beautiful man it's great when they when they're running on all cylinders it's fucking beautiful I would be open to it. I know there's a lot of old school Mexican fans that are like, no, we don't want no other nationalities. We want all Mexican. But I mean, he is Mexican, so. Cool. I, I, I like how you just gave all Mexicans a redneck accent. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what they up. sound like. We don't want nobody else. Who's this Zendejas? What is me like Zendejas? Why is he playing for Chivas? <laughs> He's American. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, going back to the Mexicans in Europe, man, there's not many in comfortable positions. Not even Chucky, who was once the face of the nation. He's slumming it in Napoli, and he's not getting... He's playing in a in, in a 5-3-2 as a wingback <laughs> with Ancelotti, smoking uh, a pack of cigarettes on the sidelines, trying to keep his job. Actually, Ancelotti's out. Never mind. I'm Ancelotti's about out. It's Gattuso now. It's Gattuso's which... a Milan legend. Yeah, uh, and it's not going any well for him either neither is his former teammate Eric Gutierrez at PSV who's just can't get a game lately when he plays he's really good but no oh, yeah but got that team has there. a lot of good talent and youth so of course I don't know he, he better get back on track man because if not before you know it it's like he's he's in a not be in the starting lineups anymore as you see it more but you know not even be in the cup games and you'll be like what the fuck happened to him right Edson Alvarez as well which I don't blame him he, you know, this no, is his first season. He's done so. the most that he's can at Ajax, honestly. Right. He, he, he'll, he he'll get better. Games, he's, yeah. I'm not he'll worried about better. Edson. Edson is what Rafa Marquez used to be. For and sure, he yeah. Will I get can better see that. In, in Europe, and he's got the size, he's got the stamina, he's got that can-do attitude. He will captain Mexico at the 2026 World Cup and put money on it right now. Oh, did you guys hear that? Y'all better record that. We're going to save that soundbite. <laughs> You be, you better hold me to that shit. <laughs> you yeah, better keep a, no, he, he's, he's yeah, gonna, I'm gonna he's fight gonna, you. He's gonna keep getting better, and I hope he stays at Ajax, just because that team is known to kind of you know sell off their pieces. I, I think uh, you know it's rumored that Donny Van de Beek is gonna be going to Real Madrid. So little by little, their their star players that they have right now are gonna be sold off, and he's gonna be the one that that'll kind of step up in those roles since he's already been there. So I hope he stays at Ajax and uh, hope he continues to shine. But like. You know, as of right now, he's not exactly a star player, but we know he can be. Other than that, Tecatito's doing good at Porto. But yeah, my point is here that like there's not that many. There was a point where we had, you know, at least quite a few playing good in the big teams in Europe. Now there's not that many. To, yeah, I remember like really looking for content for Mexicans in Europe because I couldn't find it anywhere. And then, you know, we got more of an influx of more people doing that and the content was there, but now we don't have that many Mexicans in Europe and we have to start having a discussion where if is Liga MX fucking up the development of the Mexico national team? 
because all the money, you know, I don't know if you've seen the recent poll that just came out as far as the top leagues in North, Central, and Southern Southern America, but League MX, as far as per team, millions, it's 40 million per team in League MX, and that beats everyone as far as in this whole region around us and all. So this is where the most money is amassed and the most money can be made from other players. And it's shitty because it's more expensive to own a player in Liga MX and it would be more beneficial from somebody from another country. Say if we're already gonna spend on a visa, you know, and have to have this player in here and have to do it with our regulations, we might as well just get a cheaper player from Argentina and develop them or a cheap player from Ecuador or you know Brazil and get it from the Syria and Brazil rather than going through Liga Mexican because they're gonna pay a shitload more. Yeah, there's especially there's... Mexicans because you know the Chivas, the Chivas, the Chivas thing, and the way that everything goes about constructed based on that. Because if Chivas want to buy a player, they're gonna max, they're gonna they're gonna put his potential, not his potential, but they're gonna put his money, they're gonna put money on him so much more so than what his actual potential is, and that's gonna uh, that's gonna make a lot of people afraid in Europe to actually buy that player. And what they have to start doing is what Guido Rodriguez did. You know the Concacaf player of the the year, and you know what he did? He waited till his contract ran out with the Medica, so that way he'd be able to sign for a European team, and make it easier on them. You know, when you see that, and you see players that are too comfortable to actually, you know, not give up their contract and still want to get paid but still play in Europe, you're like, all right, something has to change here. Yeah, no, definitely, it's 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 starting to become kind of an issue as we see because. You know, the, the ones that are left in Europe right now, you know, Andres Guardado, he's not going to be there in the next three, four years at all. You know what I mean? Um, Hector Herrera is also, you know, I'm pretty sure he's 30 years old. So, you know, his his time is slowly coming to an end. He'll still be there for 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 quite a while longer. But, you know, my point is, what what what's what's to you? What is the solution to get more players over there? Because it's kind of slowed down. What What can be the solution to get more Mexican players? to europe at the right time start taking all this money out of league mx and make the league cheaper so that way it looks more appealing for for foreigners to end up buying mm-hmm. and honestly i'm a huge chiva hermano but chivas would have to stop playing exclusive mexican talent because that's really fucking up the market for mexican Whoa, players what have you just so, said in europe and it's the truth i, I don't i i know i know and it's sacrilege that is tradition blasphemous but if there was a team in Alabama that played nothing but white people, <laughs> <laughs> nothing but white people for the European roots, heading back to only Britain, it's like a lot of people would be upset. <laughs> a lot of people would be upset, but they'd also and be it's the like, worst team in their sport. So, <laughs> oh my God, Jesus Christ! You know what it would look like? It would look like a gun rally. <laughs> oh wow! But but, uh, but, but yeah, that's what... Alabama too. That sounds sounds like something they do. Yeah, that's real, that's real talk. But it, it's one of the things that we're just going to have to end up doing in the future. And you see the slowly small integrations of like Zendejas or, you know, Conejo or other players that were also born in California. And you're like, well, I mean, they're getting there, but we'll see if they ever do end up getting there. I'm all for tradition. I understand it 100%. That's the reason I love Chivas. That's the reason I've been a fan my whole life. That's the reason, you know, because when you see Chivas, you don't just see a regular team as you do in Liga MX. We're just like, oh, there's some ball and do it from another country that knows how to do all this. When you see Chivas, it's the representation. It's like when you saw Chicharito in Europe, he wasn't there because he had a raw talent like Carlos Vela. He was there because he fucking busted his ass and he looked at him and you said, 
that could be me if I fucking tried hard enough, you know? And that's right. that's what you see when you look at Chivas, and it's the same thing. And especially when they can win titles, it's it makes it so much sweeter that it's nothing but Mexicans because you're just like, you know, no matter what you can say about the league and how many foreigners came in when Almeida went in and he won with Chivas, you're just like, look, they did all of that. And for what? For a team of Mexicans just to beat them. And it's a thing of pride. And, and I get that. But it's fucking out the market and it's making a lot of players overvalued that shouldn't be valued where they're at. And, I can see what you mean. I, I and, can see it. And imagine if a European team, mid-table European team that is, you know, struggling, not struggling financially, but doesn't have the funds of those bigger teams. It's like those bigger teams aren't going to be looking at Liga MX players. Those bigger teams are going to be looking at European talent because they have that budget. Mid-table teams are going to say, all right, what can we do as far as to make a good deal and be able to make a good player? Or look at kind of Liga NOS in Portugal. When they look at players to develop, who are they looking at players to develop to sell to higher clubs? They're looking for, you know, Eastern European players as far as people that are Serbian, Croatian, that people aren't really looking at. And then they're looking at South American players like Argentines and Brazilians, people that might be able to speak the dialect a little bit better and feel more comfortable there. And players that they can develop and to be whatever they want to be so they can sell off to a bigger club. And clubs like Benefica, Porto, and... Uh, sporting, sporting Lisbon, I think. If I'm not mistaken, Ronaldo's boyhood club. Those three clubs really excelled at doing that. Uh, looking towards the future, there's a couple of talented Liga MX players right now that could make the jump to Europe. In your opinion, who would you say is the next Mexican that's playing in Liga MX right now to go to to go to Europe, or maybe a few if you want to name more than one? Uh, Macias, Alexis Vega. Really? I don't see him as a Mexican, but Brian Lozano. <laughs> If he keeps playing the way he's playing, I think either Vega or Macias go. Not one, not, not both at the same time. One of them goes, and I think it'll end up being Macias. And Vega, unfortunately, will end up being left behind. Who do you think, as far as who who are your picks? I think the. Oh, actually, think, Cesar Montes. Cesar Montes. Yeah, that's Cesar Montes from Monterrey as well. I almost forgot because that man is going somewhere. As well as uh, Charlie Charlie yeah. Gonzalez. You, you just so. Rodriguez. You just you just took the word right out of my so. mouth. Yeah, yeah. I was I was about to say. I think I think Macias is definitely going. You, you mean he? You already saw he had interest from Dortmund back when he was at Leon. So you, he they already have eyes on him. It's it's a matter of time. He keeps killing it at Chivas, and you know he scored on his on the on the season debut in in week one. So if he keeps going that way, if he gets to be the top scoring Mexican or the top scorer of the league, you know, easy easy. Um, and then also Charlie Rodriguez. I think he, I, I'm pretty, I am like 60% sure, or at least I hope that I'm 60% sure that he'll leave in the summer to a European team because that game against Liverpool, I mean, he shined. He was clearly the best player on the pitch. So young too, at 22 years old, but he was commanding that midfield. He was throwing around Nabi Keita like it was nothing, man. Like it was nothing, and he and the day yeah, after was he was beautiful. he was the second most searched player on transfer market, which you know that not only do a lot of you know can, can that be used by the public, but you know a lot of scouts use that site as well, a lot of a lot of team directors and stuff like that. So you know there there's eyes on him. People know who he is now, and I'd be willing to bet that he that he would be the first person. It's either Macias or Rodriguez. If I had to put money on it, 
I would actually say Charlie. I'd say those two, but yeah, Cesar Montes as well. He's been he's been already linked a few. Uh, Rodolfo Pizarro. I think the longer he's waiting, the less he's gonna be able to yeah, go. Exactly. And I was just I almost forgot Pizarro. And for that reason alone, you know what I mean? It's either you're next and you're on that train, or you missed that train and you might just never go. Right. I mean, he's 24. He's there. He's getting up to that threshold where it's, it's he's just won done. everything in the CONCACAF region. That's he's won it all. He's literally won. He has nothing left to prove here with Monterrey with nobody. At all. Yeah, at all. And then Monterrey is getting the fuerzos. So we'll see pretty soon. I heard there's supposed to be a pretty big phasing out of players uh, this actual season. So we'll yes. see as far as heading into the apertura. So, you know, players that have been pretty old for Monterrey that have, you know, been great players, but, you know, past the age of 30 are just starting to rock out now where they can do yeah. better somewhere else and get paid better somewhere else. I saw, I saw that too. I saw, um, I don't know if we saw the same tweet, but it was like, yeah, talking about Monterrey players who might leave this summer. And it was like Doran Pavon who might lead to either Europe or the MLS. Uh, you know, players like like we mentioned, Charlie and Montes, uh, Pizarro. And, and it happens to every team. Once you have a, a core team that's been together for season after season and have won titles with one another, that's when you kind of start to disassemble the team just due to you know people moving on with their careers people moving on from the club and you know monterrey's got the resources to to bring in a whole new group of all-stars you know they're already going to get matias craneviter from zenit argentina that's international crazy crazy it's, he's gonna yeah, he's gonna clog up that midfield oh even more God. boy jonathan gonzalez ain't even gonna box. get on the bench he's gonna be watching from the stands which is unfortunate and then they still won't let him go to the u17 call us <laughs> Yeah, we don't talk about that out here. I'm still I'm still angry at you, Monterrey fans. Y'all called me dumb. Y'all said I don't know anything. They say he I... doesn't know anything. He, he just watches it on TV, bro. He don't know what he's talking about. He don't know y'all, shit. Y'all said, y'all, y'all said a bunch of obscenities when I wrote that article. Uh, I wasn't even trashing Monterrey. I was just t- t- I was just writing about how it was a bad decision. Yo, I think, I think y'all I... weren't having it. <laughs> I think a lot of people trash Monterrey, so I don't think they were just directly speaking to you. Because <laughs> I saw they were not having it. in the Liga Mex community, they were just like, "This is fucked up." Yeah, they, they were. The Monterrey fans weren't having it though. They were. They were defending their team till the end. I'm pretty sure it's a fan rumor. I don't think I've seen any like links to it, but I, I'm. I've heard that they're also like looking at Lucas Podolski, bringing him to the Liga Mex, which would be no, right, no, I guess. no. Lucas Podolski. <laughs> There's a song. Be all, okay, yeah. I get, how old is he? He's uh, what age is Chicharito? They're probably the same age. I don't doubt it. He's 34. Lucas Podolski. Holy shit! He's actually three years older than Cheech. But yeah, man. After talking about a bunch of stuff, we're getting ready to get to the end here. We'll see what happens, man. Like always, uh, hopefully we can see more Mexicans in Europe because that is starting to become an issue. Uh, we always want to see our people succeed over there in the highest level. Of pro soccer so we'll see that for uh the next few off seasons to come if that happens before we go ness how many goals is chicha scoring in his debut season Put chicha scores 32 goals in his debut 32. season. 32 damn you really went for it didn't you what was vela's record you know not enough i think it was like 24 or some shit like that um, look it up real quick. Uh, Carlos Vela goal scoring record. Uh, he finished the season with 34 goals 
34 goals. So I'm actually not that bad with 32. That's actually 32. a pretty good pick. Okay. So you say he doesn't break the record, but he gets damn close. He gets damn close. I honestly thought that was him breaking the record. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't keep up with that no, at all. Yeah, I didn't know either. So I'm going to say, let's see, Javier Hernandez, Chicharro, Galaxy, MLS. I'm going to say, I'm going to say a, lot, a nice little 29. Okay, so you're going to. You're, you, 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 you're really gonna undercut me like the price is right. All right, let's see. <laughs> I see five hundred. A little bit less. Like Four ninety nine. <laughs> and then watch him get thirty, and I'm the winner of this thing right here. <laughs> wow! Just get undercut like that. That'd be fucking bogus. Whoever's closer to the number. All right. Yeah, for real. No, I'm gonna say twenty nine. Like I said, I don't think he'll have a Vela year just because they don't play the same position. He won't be as dominant uh, in terms of just overall gameplay. But I mean, twenty nine goals. That's in MLS. I think that's doable for Cheech. It Same. all depends on it all depends on how his teammates help him out because you know he's more he is he has evolved his game a lot in the years. But Honestly, he's still you know man, still a his assist total might be higher than a lot of people think it might be. He's he's become a more be- better well-rounded player as far as Bayer Leverkusen. He was great there at Real Madrid. Obviously, we know he was great there, and he's improved his game a lot as far as being around in out of the box and getting more creative he's always going to be that same explosive player with the the headers and you know as far as a poacher whenever he gets in the in in the uh in the box right. but scoring with every body part imaginable exactly but same time it's like outside the box getting better as far as working in his teammates with bayer leverkusen they really got better with that as far yes. as being being able to make better runs and being able to set other people up and you know, I remember there was one school goal he scored for Real Madrid outside the box. I think it was 40, like 40 or 45 yards out where you saw it. And he hit it off a volley and it curved into the left, the top of the goalpost. And I saw it and I was like, I was like, man, I was like, ah, whatever. You know, I was like, that's a Ronaldo goal. And then I saw the replay and I'm like, holy fuck, that's Chicharito. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're right, man. He, he has definitely evolved this game a lot, I think. Uh, the people that still, like, you know, people used to give him a lot of flack. Like, oh, he just stands by the goal and stuff like that. And then there's even some people who say that to this day, which, you know, if you say that now, then you obviously just don't watch the games. I mean, that's just fact. Yeah, it's exactly. And, and, and it's another that's thing where it's true. like, well, even if he's amazing at positioning, there's a fucking hundred, hundred million strikers who wish they were that great at that. Because not a lot of people even know how to do that right. So yeah, exactly. you got the Altidores out there. Don't even know where to be when the ball comes in the box. So, you know, th- there's different levels here. But the first kind of assist that comes to my head, and it wasn't really an assist. The most recent one probably that he had with uh, the Mexican national team. I don't know if you remember. This was last this was last year, I believe. Yes. When Mexico played the U.S. in a friendly. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm per- I am I want to say it was after the Gold Cup or I'm not really sure. It was the game. You know what it was? It was the game where um, Decatito totally ruined uh, Serginho Desta's career by megging him. Oh, I remember now. You remember that? Like, yeah. I made him on the, on the right side of the wing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that last year? Was that 2018? I think that was last year. Yeah, last year, but yeah, the Wait, person really? that started the Ooh. whole play and that got the ball to Tecatito was Chicharito. You know, he came out his box. I remember he came out his box really good, um, got the ball and put in a nice pass to Tecatito, who went on and did that. So, like I said, and then got the goal. So, you like, you know, like I said, it, it wasn't technically an assist, but you know, you can see him linking up with the wingers out there in a very good way. So, we'll probably see that in the MLS too. La juega con Chicharito que. En los últimos minutos 
La toca cada vez más adelante. ¡Qué buena la del Tecatito! ¡Tecatito por el centro! Yeah, we we probably will. And it was it looked really nice too, which he was fighting for it and that shows the ambition that he still has and what he can still contribute to the team. So I'm excited to see what he can do for the for the galaxy. I see him regular time and I don't care, man. Whatever anybody has to say, he's here in the US and we as fans finally get to enjoy him because any other time we'd have to go to some pinche molero game in Chicago <laughs> or fucking Soldier Field and pay over a hundred dollars for the fucking ticket and parking just to see him so i'm excited to at least see him on a r- local venue and go to dc united game be able to wear a che- my chicha jersey and just be ready for sure yeah i got my chicha jersey ready too for that houston game you know and i'm and i'm sure i'm i guarantee you you know i'll post it on social media if i get if i get to i guarantee you there'll be more people with chicharito shirts than with Houston Dynamo shirts, even though it's at their home stadium. I oh, just imagine you. LA, like LAFC fans. Everybody's gonna have like <laughs> fucking Chicha jerseys or Mexico. It is gonna be Mexico jerseys in the stands, or like the San yeah. Jose games or the Sacramento. Yeah, no. Like if it's a cup game, no. It's gonna be yeah, it's horrible. It's gonna be interesting to see, but yeah, we're getting to the end of this, guys. So Ness said 32 goals. I said 30 goals. One more question: How many years? So he's back at Chivas. He's Chicharito will go back to Chivas in three years. If he would have went back now, it wouldn't make sense with uh, Alexis Vega and Messias fighting for time up front anyway. And yeah, then with and I mean, and Brizuela also fighting for time. And I mean, under FIFA rules, he couldn't come back like now. Now, if he if he did want to come back to Chivas, he would have had to wait till the summer. Yeah, exactly. Or he would have had to do it a couple weeks ago. I mean, depending on how everything played out, but it's like I think. For League FX, it's like inside the league, it's closed. But if somebody from outside the league wants to come in, I think they still can. Or they had the opportunity up until last week. I'm not sure. Nope. He actually couldn't still because since he already played, because like, I know probably a lot oh, of people I forgot. Really That's a good since point. he already played with West Ham, because he did play the first couple of match days in the Premier League you know, at the beginning of this season. He played with West Ham and he played with Sevilla. Since he's already played with two teams, he can't play with a third team. The only reason he can he can play in the MLS is because, like you said, the MLS follows a different schedule. And they're barely going to start their season in uh, February. So that's why he could make that move over there. But with Chivas, he couldn't. So he would have had to wait till the summer if he wanted to come back now. So I didn't know that. That's true. Just that little fun fact. But yeah, guys. If you enjoyed this uh, podcast, let us know what you think. Uh, let us know what you think about Chicharito. What are your predictions? How many goals is he going to score? How many games is the Galaxy going to win? Are they going to win a title like Beckham did? Uh, let us know about the podcast. What else you What else you want to hear? Ness, where can the people follow you at? People can follow me at Nescavelli at Twitter at FMF State of Mind as well as Viva Liga MX, where I'm co-site expert and editor. And where they can where can they find you, Antonio? You guys can find me on Twitter at Antonio1998, double underscore. That's two underscores at the end. And like Ness said, follow at Viva Liga Mekis, follow at FMFSOM. For all your news, go visit the websites for all the articles that are dropping daily. 
But yeah, we'll have another episode for you guys next week. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.